Hey everyone, what's up and welcome in to Best on the Board here at The Athletic. Michael Beller and Andrew DeWitt here with you Monday, October 25th, week 7 of the NFL season. Just about in the books, we're going to fast forward ahead a couple of days here and take a look at the week 8 early lines. DeWitt, how you doing today? Doing well, had a really good weekend, almost had a good parlay yesterday, so in a good mood. And these lines are already moving in our direction, so we're we're in a good spot right now. We absolutely are in a good spot. Feeling good, and that's what we're all about here, right? We want to get the picks right, but also we know that we're trying to find lines that we think are going to change between now and whenever maybe you're going to make the bet, whether it's a couple of days from now, whether it's not till Sunday just before kickoff. That's what we're looking for here on these episodes every single Monday. So DeWitt and I are going to jump into those Week 8 lines. DeWitt, look back to last week. You actually uh, were traveling and not with us, so you still sit at 6-4 and four on the season. Yet another 1-1 one and one week for me on the plus side. Packers over Washington on the downside, Browns over Broncos. In my defense, I came off of that pick by the time it was actually going to kick off. They were minus four when I made it. Then they had all the injuries crop up, and so I didn't really want to bet it come Thursday. But the record is the record, one and one, six and six for me on the season. You at six and four. For what it's worth, our buddy Brandon Funston, who filled in for you last week, went two and zero. Dolphins over Falcons and Giants over Panthers. Both of those ones hitting. Got the Dolphins by half a point. Had the Giants uh, underdogs as outright winners. So nice work by Funston stepping in in an emergency role. Let's take a look at Week Eight, though. That's what we are here to do. We've got three favorites between our four picks, and plus you've got a total. Let's hear that total first. Uh, I'm going to go under 48.5 on the Dolphins and Bills game. This this total opened at 49.5 yesterday. It's already come down. Um, sometimes I wish we recorded this show on Sunday night because there's a lot more <laughs> friendly lines. They start moving pretty quickly on Sunday night, like immediately Only as the lines start coming out. There were more hours in the out. day, my friend. Right. So here's, <laughs> here's my reasoning behind this one. I think the Dolphins have the second worst defense by yardage in the NFL. They have a bottom 10 offense, although I will put an asterisk up next to that saying Tua is a little bit better on the offense, like starting to show mm-hmm. some things. Yesterday's game was a little bit of a, a game changer for the Dolphins. But then the Bills have the number one defense by yardage in the NFL. And then, you know, the Bills offense is in the top five. And I don't think they're going to have any problems against that Bills defense. So, or the, the Dolphins defense is going to have issues with the Bills offense all day. Like Josh Allen is going to have a day, start every Bills person you have in your lineup and fantasy football, mm-hmm. those type of things. So I just see what's going to happen in this, in my mind, this game is going to be Bills going to rush out to a big lead, 24 nothing, you know, score pretty easily. And then maybe the Dolphins, you know, add a score before halftime. And then the Bills just kind of like coast through the second half. And that's just kind of why I don't see the Dolphins like putting up a ton of points in garbage time, so even against the Bills you know, maybe second stringers coming in. So I just see this game going under the total, um, you know, add in weather potentially in Buffalo, you know, there's all these kinds of things. I think it's just going to be a really good game, but I think, I think it'll come to the under. So. Yeah, that's. Uh, I would be a tiny bit worried about um, about what we've seen from two of the last couple of weeks. We know that the Bills are going to do what they do mostly, right? And so you could. I feel like you could be generally right in the way you diagnose this game, but it still goes over because the Bills win like. I don't know, like 30 to 21, something like that, where they're like in control and the Dolphins are able to just scoop things up in kind of garbagey time as the as uh, the things go along. And as we've seen, Tua Tungavailoa has brought a, a level of competency to Miami's offense these last couple of weeks that they certainly didn't have with Jacoby Brissett as the starter and frankly that they didn't have early this season when Tua was still starting before he got hurt. So 
A little bit of a concern there. It's a stay away for me. It has moved in your direction, though, so you got to take some solace in that. 49.5, it opened at 48.5 here, uh, what, like 12 hours, 14, 16 hours later from when it first opened. So feeling good that it's at least moved down in that direction. That's your first pick for the week, DeWitt, 48.5 under that total for the Bills and the Excuse me, and the Dolphins. I'm going to fast forward ahead to a, a primetime game for next week. Cowboys are minus two at the Vikings. Uh, Cowboys coming off of their bye here in week eight. And this just feels like a little bit of an underrating of the Cowboys yet again. A team that is undefeated against the spread this season. They are 6-0 and to go along with their 5-1 and actual record. I think there's a little bit of Dak Prescott uh, worries at play in this one. He was in a walking boot last week, but already out of it. Doesn't appear to be in any sort of jeopardy, not only to play in this game against Minnesota, but to play at the Dak Prescott level that we are used to seeing. So I feel very comfortable with that. And just look at these two teams and look at these two offenses and how they size up against each other. You know, Dallas has brought it in every single game they've played this season. Minnesota, when they are going, they are going. They're a good team. They're a team that you do want to be intimidated by on the offensive side of the ball. They can be very efficient. They have playmakers really at every level, and we've seen that from them you know, in more often than not this season. But it's not quite as consistent as what we get from Dallas. And so the minus two really is just – it feels like all we're really trying to do here is find the winner. And, and I like the Cowboys a lot in this spot. So I think we take advantage of the um, not having full information on Dak Prescott just yet here early in the week because if he gets even a limited session on Wednesday, DeWitt, in practice – I think this jumps up to three right there. And so I want to grab it now where I can just get a field, a field goal victory and a win for the Cowboys. Yeah, last night there was like that report briefly that Dak wasn't going to practice today at all because they go back to practice on Monday because they mm -hmm. had the bye week. And, you know, they, the Cowboys didn't say anything about the injury last year or last week. Jerry Jones said something on their, his radio appearance about, you know, he's a little bit concerned about it, but then he's like Dr. Jerry, so he's just always diagnosing and not even – I mean, I don't even know if he really knows what's going on sometimes when he's saying that stuff. But, um, I mean, I do have concern about that. And and this is one that actually – I was going to bet the other side, but you kind of jumped in on the, the Cowboys. So we'll, we'll make this a friendly bet. We'll, we'll make this a friendly bet, and I'll take the Vikings, and, and we'll make it a friendly bet between us. But I think, you know, this is like – one of those situations where I think Dak's going to play through the injury no matter what because it's probably something that's not going to get significantly worse. Mm -hmm. But Chris Sims on his show was saying how he had the same injury and it can be a really a bad thing when it's your push-off leg when you're throwing and cause underthrows and just kind of cause some really bad discomfort even if you get medicine before the game and all these things. So I'm just staying away from this. I, I think the Vikings are a little underrated still just based on their first couple of results. And so I think people are going to get jump on the, the Vikings bandwagon here pretty quickly. But like you said, I mean, getting the Cowboys at two points, you know, I see some, nothing wrong with that either because they're, they're definitely one of the better teams in the NFL. All right, let's go to one where we do agree. This was one that I consider. We're limiting ourselves to two picks. My third pick, if I had one, would be Browns minus three over the Steelers. It is one that you're going with, though, as one of your two. Why? Uh, the Browns are getting healthier. I think we saw on Thursday Night Football that – Case Keenum can definitely run this offense. I think the Steelers' defense is a lot better than the Broncos' defense. I can give you that credit. We saw that on Thursday Night Football. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, Big Ben is still an issue with that Steelers' offense. He's in a, The Browns' defense will create turnovers against the Steelers. I just see this just being a really good spot for the Browns. They're, you know, they're coming off their 10-day rest. You know, I we talk about on this show a lot the mini buy off of Thursday Night Football. The teams get a little bit of a break. I think it really helps the teams because they get the weekend off. 
They come into practice on Monday. They're focused. They're ready to get back to work. They don't, doesn't feel like such a drag for the team. So I think I just see the Browns kind of stepping up here and having a really good game, you know, and I think, you know, Nick Chubb's going to be back. It looks like he's practicing today. I think he'll be in the lineup this week. I think the Browns are just going to have a day and they're going to run the ball, keep control of the ball and make Big Ben make some mistakes and they're going to win the game that way and cover the spread. Maybe you get Baker back in this game as well, but I think you're right about it. I mean, Case Keenum and Kevin Stefanski have familiarity with one another going back to Minnesota. So this is definitely a guy who you don't want him starting the rest of the season, but if you need him to be the caretaker for two, three weeks, you feel totally okay with that. We saw that, as you said, in the game against the Broncos a week ago. And the fact that the Browns had the Thursday night game maybe lessens the impact of the Steelers coming off a bye of their own because they've had some time to rest, but the Browns have just had a few less days of that. So coming into this one, Browns the better team. Minus three feels a little bit like we are leaning on the Browns injuries, driving this one down a little bit. And Chubb's coming back. Odell Beckham should be good, even though he's been sort of an afterthought in the offense. Jarvis Landry, one more week removed from his injury. Uh, they got J.C. Treader and Jedrick Wills back a week ago. Maybe Jack Conklin can make the return as well. That Browns team getting healthy. Definitely the better team between these two. And three feels just a tiny bit light. Wouldn't be surprised to see this up above a field goal by the time it kicks off over the weekend. For my final pick of this show, DeWitt, I'm going with the Buccaneers at the Saints minus four and a half. Here's my whole reason. I'm just going to – the quick spiel is this. There's no way this is lower than four and a half by Sunday. No way. This is the lowest you're going to see this number. Saints play on Monday Night Football. What if it's a surprise? They're four and a half point favorites or five and a half point favorites, depending on where you look um, this week or uh, Monday night against Seattle. What if it's a close game? What if they win, but they win by three? What if they lose outright? This quickly is jumping up to five, five and a half, six. If it's a close game, even if the Seahawks just beat that spread, this is going to be a, a much higher number, I think, on the Buccaneers. Now is the time before the Saints play the Seahawks on Monday night is, I think, the maybe the only time you're going to get it at four and a half. And even if that doesn't come out that way, it's not going to go down to four. It's just, This is going to be as low as you get the Buccaneers this week, and so that's why I want to jump on it right now. I don't think I need to go into too much detail as to why the Buccaneers are the better team overall. Yeah, and, and a couple of weeks ago, the last time I was on the show, we talked about how we love betting these teams that are on Monday Night Football because there's so many unknowns. Injuries are, There's definitely been more injuries than people getting healthy for the most part. <laughs> and, you know, I'll just say this. The Bucs look like the most complete football team. They, they the defense gets stops immediately. Tom Brady gets the ball. He scores. You know, Leonard Fournette looked awesome. I couldn't, can't believe I'm saying that. I, I <laughs> stopped, you know, believing in Leonard Fournette on my fantasy teams years ago. Um, and so I there I will say there was one caveat. These Buccaneers at Saints games are almost always the weirdest results of the sure. year for some reason. A couple years ago, the Bucs blew them out in the opening week. It's just a weird game for whatever reason. Two of the Bucs losses, the, swe- the Saints swept them last year. Right. So, you know, there's some weird results in this game just going back in history of this divisional rivalry. I think that's probably why this spreads a little bit lower. But mm-hmm. I think the Buccaneers is the right side to be on today. Let's see what happens tonight and then later in the week with the line movement. And that's something, you know, like you talked about earlier with Thursday Night Football. You like, I would have bet it back the other way if I had already made that bet yeah. once the injuries came out. So it's a, it's a good game to bet today, but not later in the week. Yeah, that's exactly where we're standing on Bucks and Saints. That's our four picks for this. Bills, Dolphins under 48.5, Cowboys minus two at Vikings, Browns minus three against the Steelers, and then Bucks minus four and a half against the Saints. Andrew DeWitt, we're going to say goodbye to you for the first time ever because we got something new coming up on this Monday episode. Uh, good luck, my man. Have a good rest of your day. All right, have a good week. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, NBA season got off to a start last week, so it's time to bring the NBA on to Best on the Board. And to do that, we bring on Tass Mellis from No Dunks. Tass is going to be with us most every Monday here the remainder of the NBA season. What's going on, man? How you doing? Thanks for having me, Michael. I'm excited. The NBA is here, and I'm ready to put some skin in the game. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. This is uh, this is fun. We wanna we wanna we've been just NFL and college football mostly on best on the board since we got things started a couple of months ago. So trying to open up the portfolio and bring in as many sports as we possibly can. So very happy to have you talking NBA with us. Let's get started here, man. You got two picks for us today. Uh, what's the first one you want to throw out? Well, maybe I shouldn't be making this pick while I'm wearing this shirt. I'm wearing a Raptors shirt. I'm taking the Raptors plus one and a half at home to the Bulls, mainly because I don't think the Bulls are going 82-0. and 0. <laughs> Is that the kind of insight you had me on for here, Michael? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I think the, the thing with the Bulls and a lot of NBA teams are is that uh, to start the season, teams get out to great starts. It, it's just hard to just run the board at the beginning of the year, and I think they come back to earth a little bit. The Bulls are 3-0, one of three teams to start that are currently 3-0 in the NBA. Now, I can get to the bad teams that they've beaten so far that no one's expected in the playoffs. I just think four straight out of the gate is tough. So Detroit, they've beaten twice. They should be at the bottom of the Eastern Conference the entire year, and they've beaten Zion Williamson less uh, New Orleans Pelicans squad. So uh, the Raptors, um, I like them in this spot because they have not won a home game quite yet. They're at 0-2, so I think they're due there, and they played a decent game against the Mavericks at home on Saturday, but looked a little gassed after halftime, being that it was a back-to-back. Uh, despite the flashy highlights, I, I think the Bulls' offense has not been all that good. They're ranked 19th at this point. Toronto's D is decent. They should be able to slow them down. It should be a grinded-out type game. The Bulls, again, have played some anemic offenses mm-hmm. with uh, the Zionless Pelicans and the Detroit Pistons, who don't have Kate Cunningham right now. So I think they got a good matchup for Zach Levine with OG Ananobi. As Zach goes, so do the Bulls, although they won despite Zach having a, a bad game in his last game because DeMar DeRozan, the former Toronto Raptor, yes. played pretty well, and he plays pretty well historically against the Raps. Puts up some good numbers. I think it's like 22-8-6. and six. Very good numbers. Uh, but going back to Toronto where they're desperate, it's just hard to start the season 4-0. I think as as basketball analysts, as I do every day, it's easy to jump on board and say, well, this team is really, really good. But uh, as a better, I think the play is to go out the opposite way and to go with a Raps team. I love that you're bringing the heat right here. Our first time together, you've got the Raptors shirt on. You can see over my shoulder here, that's a little Cubs uh, logo back there. So maybe no surprise as to the uh, basketball <laughs> team I cheer for also. So I uh, love going right. head to head there, right? But uh, I, I would tend to lean in your in your direction too. And you know, from just the pure betting standpoint here, just the fact that the, the, the started out at two and a half, it's already come yeah. down to one and a half. The Bulls off to the hot start, as you mentioned, and 
it, it feels like we're trying to be almost trapped into betting on the Bulls here. Just one and a half point favorites. Uh, the highlights that they've been putting up. Big individual. I mean, Levine's had a big individual game. DeMar DeRozan's had a big individual game. Lonzo Ball had a big individual game. So you've seen so many different guys on the Bulls step up and be the guy in a given night. Everything there would tell you that they're maybe, quote, the better team as of right now. The fact that the spread is so short makes me think if I am going to play it, I would be leaning toward the Raptors. But I'm going to be staying away from this one and just letting my heart uh, live later tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, jump on the bandwagon, Michael. Come on over to the Toronto side. No, you you bring up good points. The the fact that the line has moved, uh, it it feels very much like a trap game. And, yes, everybody excited with the Bulls moves Mm -hmm. this offseason. Understandably so, but that seems to be what's snowballing here. It seems to be affecting the lines. So I, I, I do like the reps, even though they haven't been they have been overwhelmingly good, but uh, they're better than their one and two record shows. All right, so as we do on um, our football shows, we, we're, we're bringing spreads into this, we're bringing totals into this, we're bringing props into this, and we didn't do this on purpose, but we end up having one of each of those for you uh, in this episode of Best on the Board. So I'm going to throw a prop out there for my one NBA play of the night. And it is Monty Morris uh, over 16.5 points and assists tonight. Uh, Denver taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, yeah, I, I'm a little bit concerned, Tass, about the fact that uh, Morris hasn't really been dishing out a ton of assists to start the season, just four assists in his uh, two games thus far. But what I do like about this is that he's letting it fly. Six three-point attempts in the first game of the season, five in the second game of the season. He's connected on four of those 11 attempts. And so you look at the fact that he is scoring it a little bit. Nine points in the first game, 13 points in Denver's second game. So he's bringing that. And then you look at, if you break these down individually on BetMGM, he, his, uh, pro, his points prop, excuse me, is sitting at 12.5, and, and that's minus 110. So even on either side. His assist prop, however, 3.5, the over is minus 150. 55, a huge, huge favorite. And so to me, that seems to suggest that odds makers are expecting him to get a little bit more active dishing the ball out tonight against Cleveland. It's a game that we should expect Denver to be in control of. 10-point favorites in this one. Plenty of scoring opportunities for this team. We know that you know, Nikola, Nikola Jokic is going to take some of those assist opportunities off the board that uh, wouldn't typically happen for other point guards. But I, I like Monte Morris a lot to go over this number, and I think he does a little more of the heavy lifting passing the ball than scoring it. But I like this better than either of those individual props. Give me the combined number. Let's go over that. And I think, uh, I think that's something we're going to be looking at later tonight. I have been a vehement watcher of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So Monte Morris going up against this Cleveland Cavaliers backcourt. That generally starts Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, who tend to give up some points. Now, Ricky Rubio comes in there and does a good job defensively. uh, But I've watched some guys go off against this Cavs uh, backcourt. Trey Young didn't on Saturday night. Uh, just because I think Trey had a an off night. Now, he went for 24 points, but I, I believe he was 8 of 24 shooting. So he, he slowed down, not necessarily by the Cavs defense, but more by himself, on his own, mm-hmm. on his own accord, really. It just wasn't a Trey Young game. So I do like this Monte Morris pick. I, I, I kind of lean towards uh, the number being over basically because of the points, really. Uh, because, uh, as you said, Nikola Jokic is going to get all the assists. It's going to go through him. Uh, but I could see Monte Morris dropping a 20 spot simply with the points. And I think that, yeah, the, the assist is just sort of an added bonus. But that's uh, a, it's a good call by you. I'm glad we're giving the people the variance with the props. And I'll be looking forward to uh, looking at the props this year as well. Yeah, all right. Well, one more pick to make then. You had a side. I got a prop. Give us a total that you like for Monday night. 
Well, Celtics Hornets is 224, and it just seems very low. The Celtics have given up 138 in a 2 OT loss versus the Knicks, 115 to Toronto, which isn't the best offense in the league, and only 97 to Houston, which is a, a pretty lousy offense. Charlotte has given up 122, 112, and 95, both coming off a of back-to-back. I expect the legs to be a little slow defensively, and you may say, then what about the shooting? Will the legs be there for the offense? Well, I think a couple things are in the uh, the overs favor because LaMelo Ball runs the show with the Charlotte Hornets. His legs should be fresh enough. He didn't play in the fourth quarter in a win against the Brooklyn Nets on Sunday. Didn't need him, so he should be fresh enough going down the stretch. And if there's holes in the Celtics defense, which they provide, uh, he should be able to forge into those holes. Uh, And Jalen Brown for the Boston Celtics also didn't play on Sunday. He was a little banged up. He should be back Monday. They are hoping he comes back. So I don't trust either of these defenses to slow the other other one down. 224 seems low for me. I don't know if I'm getting trapped here. Uh, But if you watch these two teams, uh, they tend to give up points. The Hornets, again, uh, love giving up points. So do the Celtics. I I see a 224 as an easy over. And as I say that, I feel like I am... (laughs) making a dumb play, but I don't know what you think about that one, Michael. Courting the wrath of the the fantasy, or the, the uh, gambling <laughs> gods anytime that you say something's going to be easy. That uh, always right. feels a little bit uh, like, you're, like you're asking for it. Hey, this should be uh, one of the more fun games on the slate later tonight. It's actually got the shortest spread. Talked about that one-and-a-half-point spread between the Raptors and the Bulls. Well, this one is just a one-point spread with the Hornets' favorite at home. So uh, should be a little bit of a bonus there, too. Maybe a fun close game and hey as i'm looking right now on betmgm it's just come down to 223 and a half so um 224 is gonna win that for does that does that scare you a little bit the fact that it's yep. come down half yep. a point super scary <laughs> <laughs> oh man well that's how fast things can change here that's why we try to jump on them nice and early in the day for you and we'll be as i said doing this all season long now hitting the nba every monday on best on the board that's gonna do it for this episode for tas mellis and andrew dewitt I am Michael Beller. Thanks so much for joining us. Good luck tonight. And as always, happy betting.